as we start 2021, it's no time to assess the capital market given the events of 2020. Listen as the Brain Trust discuss the current environment and its implication across several industries. Let us help you raise your money IQ. While while we're talking about the local the local market, we would have seen, and I mean, you used a very good term that I want to use, a kind of, but I'll turn it around, some pent-up supply yeah. in, <laughs> in, the, in the capital market space, where, um, of, of course, Barita would have undertaken one of the largest uh, additional public offerings within this space. But we would have seen, we've started 2020 with a few transactions, a, a good amount of transactions in the pipeline. And when when the crisis started, you know, most if not all of them kind of yeah. step back and say, yes. hey, let's watch and see, uh, as, as you just said. But since December alone, I mean, we have Cygnus, we have a key rights issue, we have Alliance's IPO, and we have Derman's APO coming out and i mean that's that's four issues yeah, in the market could be another uh, of, of course <laughs> and i mean combined yeah. combined that's over 10 billion dollars um yeah. being being sought in the period so clearly clearly the, the 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 companies um believe that 20 in 2021 there there is some tailwind for them yes Yes. Uh, and 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 are asking investors to participate in this way. How do you see the the equities? So so we spoke about the listed equities, but how do you see the the capital market space? When I say capital markets, talking more about IPOs and well, we have a lot more APOs now, IPOs and APOs coming out in twenty twenty one. I think that's something our investors would uh, yeah, be interested um, in. Yeah, naturally, you you would you would. Um, at least our expectation is that the capital markets um, are like is likely to be vibrant in 2021. Um, the possibility exists that you can you can see some kind of transactions which um, are new to us um, in terms of the volume and 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 scale. Um, an example, for instance, is no would be an opportunity for companies to acquire additional um, companies mm. um, given all of what um, transpired in 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 um in in q2 right um you could also see the possibility of more what i call creative and flexible financial solutions coming to the space um so you know we here at yeah one of which we talk about yeah man that's definitely in your shop um simon so that is consistent with the idea of the continued financial deepening of the of of the local um, capital market space right and the capital um remains in i would say an adequate in adequate supply right um so it's not the supply which is which is really um an issue at all it's really about investors appetite and getting over what i would say is the fear of what immediate runway is really about right i think perhaps one of the primary concerns 
that people have now really is how are we going to fear? And it's a legitimate concern, right? Because when you really think about it, um, from March to now, um, most tourism entities have had their cash flows disrupted, right? And when you really think about it, you are going to have almost a similarly long runway ahead uh, with that disrupted cash flows, right? Because with flights, you know, being imposed, flight restrictions coming from, from the UK being imposed, um, we read it in, in, in one of the newspapers, presented that hoteliers in Negril, for instance, are seeing cancellations. So the expectation of even a 40% level occupancy level for this winter tourism season might not necessarily pan out. So the question becomes, how much um, more can some of these you know, institutions, particularly in the accommodation space, how much can they um, endure um, before maybe going belly up or something or something that effect? So that's a real um, and legitimate concern and, and people are waiting perhaps to see how the tourism space actually um, manages um, the next couple of months before they kind of actively start investing. What I mean, certainly within other industries, uh, we may see a, a headwind or a half scene. So, I mean, the, we can talk about Derman briefly. Yes. We're a company that deals and operates in the Staples market has grown by double digits, yes, grown profitability yes. by double digits over the period. Um, we've seen where Separat has seen growth in their bottom line as well. I mean, just after a day or two ago, price mass traffic, yeah, which is yes, usually sorry. long, Police made news. No. <laughs> because price mass traffic, you know, I usually always, when, when I go up regularly side, we usually say, what, you know, this liquor road, this is the problem, but I really price mark when when you as you pass price mark, you know, you're good at there's no traffic, there's almost no traffic. So that's a, that's a solid point, point you brought up. Yeah, man. So so clearly there are there are particular sectors. There are particular sectors that will outperform some. So you would have mentioned that tourism and I suspect entertainment, entertainment will, will, yeah, will still be affected. Right, Right, so you have a direct and mm. indirect um, ears. But I, I don't want to belabor this point, mm. uh, but it's very, very important. Um, Simon, so you mentioned Derriman, you mentioned separate, you Cinco, the manufacturers and distributors broadly have done well during this period. And what is the distinctive nature of those companies? They are the closest companies listed on the exchange um, to households, right? In other words, households are spending directly with these companies. So if it is separate, you're getting your, your flour, whatever the case is, we sink all your beverages, um, dairyman, all sort of stuff. From my flour from some parts. And some parts. Yes, 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 naturally. <laughs> um, but the point that I'm making, um, Simon, is the significance of the fiscal support. Because Remember we, we, how we started out, this is a corona-shaped recovery. It was a medical crisis in the first instance. The economies were engineered to shut down. So the priority number one for every government around the world was to maintain the consumer's capacity to consume. So 
we spent about 1.1% of GDP um, to help those households, particularly in the, fin um, the tourism space, um, to, 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 to consume during the period, right? Some persons got, it was $25,000 and other, an, an assortment of, um, of other um, initiatives by, by, by the government to help, right? So what it means for um, the capital markets is that we see that consumption coming through into the performance of those companies like the Diamonds, like the Sepros and so forth, who are selling directly um, to, to, to households. It's kind of underpinned or, or rather it underscores the significance of the policy initiatives and the continued importance of those policy initiatives to the runway um, ahead. And that is why we have a bit of confidence, a cautious optimism, we should say, <laughs> um, about, you know, why, you know, you can begin to tip into the local um, space um, going, going, going forward. Because we really believe that the worst is, is behind us, obviously. Contingent, yes, knock on wood, that this um, strain remains what the CDC has said. Um, that the, the, the vaccine can still work um, um, against it. And therefore, you're more likely to see better performances um, going forward. And what local the investors, investors need to do is to have a kind of long-term perspective, right? Ask yourself a question. I mean, three years from now, we're probably going to look back and laugh at corona jokes, right? Um, ho hopefully. Um, right, but we would have grown so much by then because remember, you know, um, one of the things that we never really spoke about was the percentage of what we call M2, which is high powered money, it's all of the money that the central banks have, um, have spent globally. Typically, when you, when you map that relative to GDP, it's almost like a linear, a linear line. When you saw, uh, when you look at that um, graph in March, it's exponential, right? And what that means is that some investors are, are comparing this period to the 1920s, they call it the roaring 20s. What happened during that period is that you had a lot of fiscal resources left over after this World War I spend, right? And all of that found its way into, um, into risk assets, right? So the roaring 20s was a very good time for equities performance. There are some persons, um, um, one in particular, Eddie Ardenny, who I think is a very, very good and top rated thinker in the US, has done quite a bit of work just looking at the data and comparing the two periods and we're seeing some kind of parallels um, there. And we think the same could obtain locally, right? Um, we believe that um, no company has posted any kind of significant losses. Um, in what was one of the worst quarters, right? Um, and the economy is humming, humming along. Now is the time to, to really invest. You have just listened to the Barita Brain Trust podcast. To hear more, go to www.barita.com slash podcast. Let us help you raise your money IQ.